0: Welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Gerard, joined as always by my co hosts, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Got a, a pretty good LSU win to go over. The Tigers taking care of uh, Arkansas on the road 27 to 24. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll look forward ahead to their game against AM and uh, all things in between. Uh, but before we do, I just wanted to check in with our co hosts, see how you guys are doing um see if you had a chance to watch the game and well, you know, we'll get into that obviously but uh yeah see I guess see if you had a good weekend so uh so how goes it you know what Scott I can just describe describe my
1: feeling right now is thankful because LSU pulled down an, a uh I think it, I think and we'll get into this but I wouldn't say it was the most exciting win or the best win I've ever seen but it was a win and that's what counts these days and uh now we can coast into uh, you know, which which should be a challenging game in college station uh against Texas AM. Uh, you know, maybe we won't be thankful at the end of this Thanksgiving week, but right now I'm uh I'm thankful to be a Tiger.
2: Yeah, it was nice to see Coach O keep his undefeated record after a loss alive, taking out Arkansas in a in a pretty tight one. Wish it would have been a little bit smoother, but that was nice to see. Uh, back at home now with some family for Thanksgiving, so that's very good as well. And looking forward to hoping that LSU can keep the momentum alive as we roll into A&M and hopefully knock off their playoff hopes. Which I think they're debuting the playoff rankings right now. They may be in the top six, which we might have some breaking news on
0: in a little bit. But overall, good. Oh my goodness, A&M in the top six. I just, a- I, I didn't think I'd be saying that at the, uh, you know, the beginning of well. I guess any year, really, but uh, especially not this year. But, wow, uh, if that's the case, good for them and good for us because, I don't know, I, I feel like LSU might be able to knock them off. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree, with, uh, agree with you guys. Um, I, uh, I'm also thankful that LSU had a, another good win and looks like uh, – because, you know, it almost – there was some some word on ne- whether or not the game was going to get played. You know, there was a, a COVID scare. Luckily, mm-hmm. Arkansas wasn't decimated too much. They still had enough to play, thankfully, which seems to be the the theme this week. Um, but I I will say though that I mean it it, it did provide for a good game, but um, I, I guess there's some some joy and also some critique maybe to be looked at because LSU's. <laughs> was literally playing Arkansas' second string defense uh, and but it still it looked like a great game it looked like the the old uh red boot rivalry games of of yore you know like 10 years or so ago when uh when both teams were kind of really into it uh, and I'm thankful that LSU remembered to bring the trophy off the field this time <laughs> which like, they be excited to do um but yeah I guess overall you know yeah, I agree. It's just it's good to get a win. LSU looked mostly good doing it. You know, I mean TJ looked good back there. Not like you know TJ of Auburn, but like the more like the TJ of the South Carolina week. Uh, you know, just comfortable, knew what he wanted to do and didn't. <clears throat> wasn't perfect, obviously, but I mean he didn't let those mistakes affect him at all. Uh, he looked good, and the you know the running game had some good flashes too. But I guess mostly the defense improved, which is was great. Um, but I don't know, Tommy. Uh, I mean, like, I think last week we were kind of saying, you know, we may want to fold a little bit. But after this win this week, are you uh, are you going to call? Are you going to raise or are you going to fold as far as this uh, this team goes? I mean, I think I think that was a, it's a good win. That's an important win
1: for them. I would say, you know, in the right now. The Arkansas, an Arkansas win, uh, winning against Arkansas in the SEC today is not a great achievement by and large. You know what I mean? Like I think that um, for for Alabama, that they, they near Arkansas is, they, you know, taking care of business. Florida probably the same way. Auburn, you know, probably the same way. But for us, that was a very important win, and you got to take them where you can get them, especially like in a, a season where we've had trouble like we have. Um, I agree with you. I think I think TJ looked good. I think that, um, but I think also it was clear that they adjusted the game plan to really suit his strengths. So you saw a lot of comeback routes. You saw uh, a lot of crossing routes, drags, uh, out routes, you know, he didn't, he didn't throw many deep bombs Um, when he, I mean, there were a few where, I I don't know if you saw this, this play, Um, Daniel, I know, I know I said it to you right at that moment, Uh, was it, it might have been, I don't think it was Terrace Marshall, it might have been Jerry Jenkins or Ray C. McMath. One of them was running down the right side of the like sh- streaking past the defender. Uh, what it was, what not wide open, but if you place the ball right where it needs to be, it's a touchdown. Probably they were like right at the 10 yard line when, when he threw, it, but he overthrew him. And like that was the moment where I was like, okay, if Joe's here, that's an easy touchdown, he's able to just drop it in the bucket. And that's just yeah, the I difference between. That. You remember that yeah that's just the difference between you know true freshman quarterback and and the Heisman trophy winner so i think that they recognized it and really played to his strengths and allowed him the opportunity to you know get some completions under his belt um i w- i would say that really for me even more so than tj as far as offense goes the emerging ta- or the emerging you know name that i saw was i feel like eric gilbert had a great game and really um, came out and was the, uh, you know, the number one overall ever, you know, best ever graded uh, tight end that he, w- you know, has was said to be, you know, it's clear to me that almost like how Justin Jefferson was Joe's security blanket um, in his first year. Of course, last year, I feel like Joe was really great about spreading the ball to everybody. Um, you know, Jamar Chase had a, had a lot of great impact. Obviously, Justin Jefferson did. Uh, Thad Moss did. You know, uh, even uh, Terrace Marshall and of course Clyde. Uh, I remember in that first 2018 season when Joe was here. If he was gonna, if he, you know, if he was in trouble, he was gonna try and get the ball to Justin Jefferson. I felt like Eric Gilbert kind of became that for um, TJ in this uh, in this game, and that was good to see because I've been, I think everyone's been pretty impressed with Eric Gilbert, but I, I think it's also fair to say he hasn't. Come out and just lit the world on fire, and maybe that's a function of you know the the player, you know the whole system he's playing in. But um, I thought, I, yeah, I thought I was, I thought I was impressed with uh, with his play. Dana, what do you say? Yeah, yes,
2: yeah, so that's some really good analysis. The Tigers led a pretty balanced attack on offense, like you said, if not exactly explosive. We weren't launching it down the field. Uh, the longest pass of the game for the Tigers was thirty yards to racing McMath. But, uh, yeah, the ground game got going through Ty Davis-Price. He um, had a pretty decent day racking up just over 100 yards, although his average wasn't too great. They fed him 24 times. Uh, Emory wasn't quite so effective, kind of mixing it as the second back. And we actually saw a, a short appearance from Chris Curry, who had uh, not seen much playing time, although he got three carries for a total of one yard. So I wouldn't think we're going to see much more of him in the future, unfortunately. But like you said, TJ Finley managed the game pretty well. Uh, Two touchdowns and no picks, can't really complain there. And as far as the defense, it was almost, so the defense itself was a little bit of the opposite of our offense where they kept everything in front of them, uh, kept Arkansas to mostly short gains except for a few real explosive plays um, where it's pretty much just blown coverage and Felipe Franks took advantage of that with some shots down the field. Um, And And some bad coverage on that pick play. I'm still thinking about that one. Yeah. When it was a mix-up between Cordell Flott and Derek Stingley and uh, Stingley got picked off his man. And then it was kind of like that, the Missouri play where the guy had 30 yards of space all around him and it was just an easy long touchdown. Uh, So that type of miscommunication still needs to be corrected, but uh, they, they filled in pretty well for the DBs that went out. Uh, Stingley took a concussion during the game and did not return. And then Elias Ricks uh, was sent off the field with the targeting early on. So we had some backups and Jay Ward and Dwight McLaughlin, who hadn't seen much action and having to face some explosive wide receivers, they did okay. Um, but yeah, the game was was good overall. Would have liked to see maybe a little bit more variety out of the offense, but the defense definitely did step up against the Arkansas team that can put points on the board.
1: And can we just talk about how bad that targeting penalty was? Mm. I mean, well, it was, which one? Yeah. <laughs> well, the one that the one that I on Eli. Right. And, and also what was crazy about it was, I, I mean, I think, I think both did the Arkansas one stood as well. Correct.
0: Yeah. Yes. Got, he, yeah. he was
2: ejected for targeting.
1: Now the announcers at the point were basically being like, there's no reason he should be ejected. You know, they were like, we, he's got, you know, that's a clean play. that's a clean hit. But to me it looked exactly the same. I think both of them should have been, you know, the, 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 neither of them were targeting. I, I almost think that the, uh, I mean, the the I think the Arkansas one looked a little worse. Now, the only thing that probably hurt Eli um, was how he stood over the guy and kind of taunted, which I kind yeah, of liked
2: that. It flexed that. on him a little bit.
1: But, um, you know, either way, there's no reason why Elias Rick shouldn't have, been, shouldn't have been on the field for the rest of the game.
2: Yeah, that was kind of bad. At least they were consistent with sending Arkansas' as defender out as well for, like you said, pretty much the exact same play. Uh, yeah. But I agree, it was, it was a close call, and... Probably one that, if you're a football guy, you say let the guys play and keep them in there. Yeah, and and you know the three of us we're football guys on this podcast.
0: <laughs> we are. Uh, and looking looking at the play over and over again, you know, because they showed it plenty of times. You know, the announcers didn't think it was uh, targeting on the Arkansas players. Uh, I think it was Catalan, who was actually like one of their standout defensive players up until that point. Uh, right. They they didn't think it was because he didn't use his helmet. But, I mean, the rule states is it's you're hitting a defensive, defenseless player in the head area. So even if you use your shoulder, like if, you, if you're going for his helmet with your shoulder and he's defenseless, I think that's what they were looking at. And that's why they uh, called it for targeting, which I can understand because whether it's his helmet or his shoulder, I mean, it, you know, it could still probably result in a concussion. You know, it just, it's, it's all about the force of impact. So uh, I got it on both accounts, and you know, like you said, it, it was kind of even; it was fair. But I think um, Arkansas played their guts out on defense because that was their second string, basically, because that's what they was decimated by this this COVID outbreak that almost prevented the game from not happening. But uh, I'll still give credit to LSU because you know TJ looked poised and he he distributed the ball, and you know he didn't give it up which was very key because that's kind of what happened against Arkansas. There was like three turnovers, uh, you know, while he was kind of running the series. So at least that didn't happen. And so they didn't result in any, uh points the other way. Um, but as far as LSU defense, I took, they, I thought they took a step up. You know, there was that one bad crossing play, which for some reason seems to keep happening, which, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you could say it's, I, I don't know. Um, but to me, it's uh, it would seem hard for me to believe that it was you know, like Derek Stingley's fault, which is why they ran into each other. But I don't think Car- Cardell Flott is completely, you know, clueless out there either. So I'm not sure where the blame goes, but it just it keeps happening. So it doesn't make sense. But it didn't happen repeatedly. You know, that was like one or tw- one or two times where it happened, and they uh, you know they definitely clamped down on the the run this time. And you know Jabril Cox had himself another uh, interception almost returned for a touchdown. So, uh, I thought the defense kind of stepped up there and, you know, special teams, you know, I guess it's still the status quo, but, uh, you know, that's, that's good too. So, so Daniel, I mean, um, do you feel like the defense kind of stepped up there or is it, uh, you know, just, well, it's Arkansas.
2: Yeah. I mean, they stepped up a decent amount. Arkansas put up 30 something against Florida, uh, the week prior, but Florida's yeah. defense isn't exactly something to to write home about yeah. in its own right. But Jeff yeah, yeah, they did okay. Um, everything they needed to do. Uh, Jay Ward made a big play at the end, obviously to to get a finger on the what would have been the game time field goal. And so he made up for getting burned earlier in the game, I think, for a long play. And so that was very good. But I mean, A and M has a much more explosive offense than Arkansas, so this is going to be a bigger test here. And we've shown that in the past against Missouri and Mississippi state, that we can have a lot of points hung on us. So I wouldn't necessarily say that we've turned the corner at this point, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I would say I liked the defense performance. I thought it was average. I thought it was you know a decent performance, but um, I think you're right. I don't think that I, I feel like, you know, this week, and then, you know, theoretically, if we play Florida and we play Alabama, it's going to take even more. You know, it's like that's a good step, but we need to take we need to take probably ten more steps. Um, you know that that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the thing with with playing you know a team like Arkansas is they are on the up and you know they're up and coming. They're Sam Pittman's doing a great job and and they're recruiting well. They uh, have really put, you know, been able to put together a, a, a good team that was, that's taking a lot of steps in the right direction, but, you know, and, and again, I want to say it's a good, it's a quality, a good win. I'm glad we got the win. It's an important win for us. Um, I think it, you know, I think it takes the temperature down on a lot of people's seats, but we didn't just beat Alabama. So, you know, got to keep the gas pedal on the, uh, you know, on the
0: floorboard moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So you take the win and you you build from that. Uh, It's, you know, it's good to to see some excitement, too, in the players. You know, they didn't leave the trophy on the field again. But, yeah, I mean, it it was against Arkansas. But, you know, that game could have just as easily gone the other way. You know, Arkansas has been very pesky this year. Like, they they really, really could have beat Auburn. You know, we didn't even stand a chance against Auburn for some reason. But, uh, you know, we, they, they played us and they really should have beat Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, same with AM, but, uh, we'll, we'll find out about them this upcoming week, but I just think that, it, you know, I it, it, it doesn't change what's, you know, the, the, the stuff that we've already seen, like, as far as how the defense have played, uh, I just feel like it's good for them to at least get some confidence, even if it's, you know, not, confidence that's not really backed up by some longevity but at this point you know we just want some confidence to go into this next game because who knows it could be one 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 or two plays here where they save us and it makes this game that much more salvageable for us because uh you know they I think even last year that LSU's defense was suspect but towards the end of the year it got stiffer you know right when you needed it to and I think that helped him in some situations so Uh, I'm gonna look forward and positive on that, but um, do you think that because obviously we're not gonna see Miles Brennan anytime soon? Um, Were you surprised that we didn't see Max Johnson at all? I mean, I know the game is still kind of competitive, but I don't know. Uh, It didn't. It didn't. The game like the offense didn't stall out with TJ like it did against Auburn, so I I don't think we needed it. But you know, still, do you think they just like they want TJ to be the starter? Like, is that why you think they didn't, we didn't see Max at all?
1: I I kind of think that, you know, there must be, um, I think they must see something at practice or in the QB room, you know, or when they're, when they're breaking down film, whatever it is, I think there has to be something that puts TJ ahead of Max Johnson. I don't know how far ahead he is. You know, it's, I don't know if he's ahead by, you know, and use rate you know, horse racing terms, is he ahead by, you know, five lengths or a nose, but I think he is ahead. And like you said earlier, you know, he played a pretty solid game, no picks, uh, you know, threw the ball. Well was pretty smart with the way through the ball. I think I thought he used his legs. Well, I was, we were watching the game. And I looked at Daniel. I said, man, he looks like he does look like Jamar, Jamarcus Russell. He plays like that, yeah. you know, that big yeah. strong arm kind of, you know, he kind of rolls out, but he's not speedy. He's kind of more, you know, he's a power, kind of a powerful runner. He's the kind of guy, you know, Yeah, I don't know how many people can tackle a guy like that. Um, right. So I do think that um, I, I feel like there must be something that LSU sees that says, you know, this is his job to lose. And, and unless he has more, you know, more games like he had against Auburn, I sure, I think we'll
2: probably see uh, TJ be, you know, the, the quarterback uh, until he loses it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's, like you said, a situation where there's not really so much incentive for us to just kind of completely throw everything out the window and experiment with every single quarterback and package that we have. I mean, there's still something to salvage for this season. Maybe we still got some good opponents left. So like you said, if TJ is playing well, not really much reason to to switch it out. So unfortunately for Max, maybe if the situation changes in this offseason, he improves then we might see more of him in 2021. I do wonder if we'll see, because, you know,
1: with all the – with with Miles Brennan's injury and then with the COVID, you know, extra year of eligibility and all that, I I think we're all in agreement. Miles is coming back next year. I think that's almost what he's kind of planning for at this point. So I do wonder if we'll see – Max Johnson, unless, unless like, like kind of like you said, Daniel, unless something changes and he, and he really like wins over that starting job. I wonder if we'll see Max Johnson enter the transfer portal.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: soon. But You just got to, you got to think like, if you're in that position, I feel, I feel bad for him because so you, you know, you sign with this class before there's COVID before all that kind of stuff. And you think, okay, well, miles is going to have one year you know, he'll, he'll, he'll quarterback the team for a year. And then if he has a really good year, he might go to the NFL at the most, because he redshirted, he'd have two years and, you know, may, maybe, right. That's might be unlikely. Who knows? Maybe not. And then, and then it's my time. And then you think, okay, well, TJ's in the class, but okay. Like I can beat him. Like, you know, it's going to be one-on-one me versus TJ. And I like my, you know, it's kind of one of the things I like my chances. Right. But then you find out that, you know, everyone can stay an extra year. So that means miles has three years if he wanted them to quarterback the team. And then that means TJ and you have a combine a, a possible six years with a red shirt in there, a red shirt year plus no, wait, is that? Yeah. It'd be six years total, (laughs) a red shirt plus a COVID red shirt. So, right. so, you know, you can be, and then, and most of these players, and then you fit, and then you look behind and you've got Walker Howard and Garrett Nussmeyer both committed coming in and they're going to be fighting for some sort of position in that quarterback room. So mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I do kind of wonder if like, you know, it's, I think, I think we're going to see somebody go, I don't know if it's gonna be TJ. I don't know if it's gonna be miles. I don't know if it's gonna, I, I don't think it's gonna be miles at this point. I know, <laughs> the uh i know the guy when as tj as tj finley was playing his first game ever against south carolina and you know lighting the world on fire the guy goes yeah tj the the espn guy who just sounds like a clown now and i, I mean i think both me and Daniel were saying he sounded like a clown at that point saying yeah miles is done tj's your quarterback miles should enter the transport portal tomorrow um okay. you know he's like it's there, there's no quarter it's not even a quarterback controversy TJ is the man um I think that's obviously not true but there's there's going to be a huge bottleneck in that quarterback room and I think we'll see w- at least one uh one go
0: right but if you're looking at six years I I will give extra kudos to the guy that stays because you know oh at yeah a, ba- a bachelor's and a master's <laughs> all on one scholarship. So when you're looking at that and you're looking at, can you
1: imagine, I, like, I, I don't think this is the, um, you know, and, and I've, I've never been good enough to be in this position to be, I've never been good enough to be a, uh, you know, a five-star recruit or a four-star recruit that goes to a division one program. And so I would imagine if I had that kind of talent, I'd want to play day one as well. But I've always I've always wondered what would happen if you could get you know a five star player like an absolute stud to come into a program and be like yeah I'll sit for three years you know I'll I'll redshirt and sit and learn you know if if you if for some if something happened to where you could get somebody to learn behind Miles Brennan who learned from Joe Burrow and really really hone their craft like how good could you get
0: you yeah I, mean? I, I don't know I was, Brennan was that guy because he'd have been sitting for three years at that point so. Yeah. Like what if after Joe, Joey B leaves and Miles steps in and there's like zero drop off. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's something we've kind of seen with
1: the transfer from for a tra- transition from Baker Mayfield to Kyler Murray to Jalen Hurts. Um, but even still, like, you know, they were there. That's a little bit of a different case because they weren't they didn't come in as freshmen.
2: I mean, you see it like at Alabama a little bit, like in their running backs room, you're pulling exactly a, a top one, two, three running back in the country every single year. And they have to wait. Probably they may get some handoffs here and there, but they're waiting probably at least two years to become the, the featured back. But that's just the, the culture that Nick Saban has cultivated and players are willing to buy into it because, yeah, eventually I'm going to be that guy and we're probably going to win a national championship along the way. <laughs> You're probably going to win multiple
1: in your time there, they, Daniel. That that's like it's a, it's such a good point because uh, Scott, me and Daniel were talk. We were watching some Alabama play at some point this year, and I, I looked at Daniel. and I said, "Do you remember when we watched the spring? We were, when I first ta- heard about Najee Harris, or actually, I guess I heard about him when he was being recruited. But when I first watched Najee Harris play for Alabama, it was the sp- he was an early enrollee in a spring game uh, in twenty. Seventeen, yeah summer of 2017 that's that's when Najee Harris started and and then he is now just he now just became like the the you know the the best back in college football or or 1a 1b between him and and etn so uh you know it's it is crazy you know it's like as a friend if he was not a guy who came in and started immediately as a freshman and if he didn't start he was transferring
2: right Speaking of which, Alabama just got number one in the, uh, in the playoff rankings. Uh, they, they finished unveiling them. Oh, so, so who we got?
0: Give us a rundown.
2: Yeah, so we got uh, number one, Alabama. Number two is – oh, no, I lost it. Number two, Notre Dame. Uh, three, Clemson. <laughs> four, Ohio State. So that's your, your top four, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. Who would then- have guessed? And then to to round out the top 10, we got five A&M. So we were talking about that. So LSU will be playing number five A&M. That'd be big if you can knock off a top five team. Uh, Number six, Florida. Seven, Cincinnati uh, is the highest group of five team. Go Bearcats. Uh, Number eight, Northwestern, who has far exceeded anybody's expectations this year. Uh, Nine, Georgia. Your Bulldogs cracked the top 10 thanks to JT Daniels actually playing good. And number 10 is Miami. And it goes down from there. Dang, I'm just really proud of our friends from Natchitoches for making the uh, top 10. Uh, yeah, Northwestern playing really well this season, wearing the purple. Uh, but I, I think I might have said this last year, but the number one team in the initial rankings has never won the playoff. So it might be a tough look for Alabama. And the, the last four years, the number two team in the initial ranking has won the national championship. So uh, I'm not sure if Notre Dame can carry on that tradition, unfortunately. But uh, they,
0: they do look okay, at least. So, so wait, were were we
1: number two first?
0: Or... last year? Is that what you're gonna say? Like, was Clint, like we, shouldn't we have been first last year? But maybe no, Cle- was. Clemson,
2: Clemson was number one in the initial rankings last year, and LSU yeah. was number two. That's why they didn't win. Oh wow!
0: Wait, yeah, how, how did Clemson, Clemson, why
2: did Clemson drop?
0: Because we looked so damn good. Well, I yeah, mean,
2: I'd <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We beat everybody. Cause, cause Please, we just everybody. beat, man. Wasn't
1: that a great year? Can we
2: just, how about we just uh, get back to that? <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Okay. How about this? No matter what happens. Oh, wait, no, I'm this... completely, I'm completely wrong. Ohio state was number one. I completely forgot that Clemson wasn't even in the top four last year. They were number five to start this, the, the playoff. It was Ohio state, LSU, Alabama, Penn state, then Clemson and Georgia yeah. is the top six. Wow, Penn State. I didn't even remember Penn State like being in contention. Yeah, shows how much can change in the season. Yeah, Ohio State was number one week one, and then LSU uh, week eleven, week twelve. Then Ohio State took the spot back week thirteen and fourteen, and then LSU was number one in the in the last ranking. Oh, actually, no,
1: I totally remember that now because I remember us being like, "Oh, come on, they cannot let Ohio State like we're the number one team." Like, because I I remember us being so scared. How about this? We were so scared, At least I was so scared of having to play Clemson in the first round. Remember that,
2: right? Because LSU knocked off Georgia, uh, number four Georgia, in the SEC championship resoundingly, and we're like, if yeah. this doesn't take us above Ohio State, then like I don't, then, I don't know what's going on here.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I was scared. I just didn't think it would be fair if we had to play Clemson first after we just beat, you know, that SEC slate and then Georgia in the championship game. It's like we, you know, we we should beat whoever we have to beat and then play them in the, the title game, which you know, luckily that happened. I know, I know looking back on it, I feel like, you know,
1: I think most people would say like nobody was going to beat us, but I, I, I distinctly remember at the time I was even scared of Clemson. I thought Clemson was going to, I thought at the time I thought Clemson was actually better than Ohio state. I think looking back on it, Ohio state was probably a better team, but um, either way, I don't, I think we were a team of destiny. I don't think anybody was beating us. Yeah,
2: poor UL didn't even make the top 25. Oh, they, they, they've been the top 25 in like all the like AP and coaches' polls, and they were not in the playoff. Yeah, aren't they 22 right now in AP? No, they're 20.
1: Hold on, I'm looking. B- I, BYU I is the other that. team. They're 23.
2: That, yeah, BYU, the other team that people kind of want to see in the playoff, is number 14. So the committee really thinks their schedule is just kind of pathetic, I guess. <laughs> maybe they just maybe yeah. they just don't like Mormons. A two loss Oklahoma team is number eleven. Hmm. That's pretty well uh, uh for
1: what was it? Uh Mr. AC real Mr. ACL, the handicapper on Twitter, said that um said that his model had uh Oklahoma favored by like what was it like five points against Notre Dame?
2: Yeah. I mean they they've played well the past couple of weeks, I guess passing the eye test and Maybe they can shrug off losses to Texas and Iowa state, but um, yeah. Or maybe they just like Lincoln Riley. Maybe they just think he's a handsome coach.
1: (laughs) I think that that's your opinion. (laughs) I know. It's not my opinion. That's just what I, that's just what I think the committee says. That's what my inside sources, the committee says, they say, they say they, they voted him number 11 for being a handsome coach.
0: Whatever. uh anyway you want to talk to am game just a little bit yeah just a little bit uh so yeah we got we got am coming up and they look they look pretty good this year i mean if you just look at their body of work if you just look at the eye test as as some like to say um but you know i mean they've got wins against you know similar opponents vanderbilt uh they actually did they also beat florida who were supposed to play alabama they also lead you know lost Alabama almost doubled up on them uh that was their only loss uh but they did meet they did beat Mississippi State on the road by two touchdowns and they uh they also beat Arkansas uh by 11 points uh and they beat South Carolina which is another similar opponent uh i think they scored about uh see we what did we beat them 38 to 3 or something like that but uh m beat them 48 to 3 no no big whoop but still Uh, So they've looked, you know, we looked better against Vanderbilt than they did. And they had them at home. But, uh, you know, they look kind of the same against South Carolina. And, uh, you know, I I feel like our score could have been similar to theirs against Alabama. So I I don't know. It's um, we're going to take them on the road. Like, I I feel like they have a lot more to play for now that they got a playoff ranking first time ever for them, uh, at least in the top, uh, you know, the top five. Uh, I would specify, but um i don't know i i feel like l s u could be in a position to play spoiler, but i don't know uh i mean is they, i haven't i don't really know enough about a m s defense to say if if that's gonna keep them in the game, and like that's why they're doing so well this year. their offense has always kind of been okay, but uh like you know their defense is uh you know it can make or break them. Um, so I don't know. What do you what do you say, Tommy, is uh, do you, does you have a chance to play spoiler here or are we just going to uh, serve ourselves well to just get out of College Station with like a good loss to keep our heads up?
1: I, you know, I think that I think if you asked me last week, I'd said, man, we're going to get we're going to get stomped. It's over. This week, I'm a, after, after a, a, like I said, not not the best win in the, co- you know, not the best win in college football, not the best win in the country, not the best we've ever seen. By noted, LSU. Really noted. It's still, I think that's still something to build off of. I think that's something that, that the, like you said earlier, Scott, that's a good confidence booster to build off of. Um, and when you look at AM's, you know, and maybe I'm looking at it through, uh, you know, rose colored glasses or whatever, minus the Florida game. I feel like they're, um, you know, that could be us. I, you know, they, they played Florida close. Maybe we wouldn't play Florida as close as they did or I mean, they beat Florida. I'm sorry, but they, but it was a close game I should say. Um, you know, maybe we wouldn't play, maybe we won't play Florida as that, that close, but the 17 to 12 against Vanderbilt, not that great. They lost to Bama big it's expected. Um, they beat Mississippi state, which I think we all agree, you know, that's, It's a game we probably should have won. Um, I know it didn't, you know, it didn't look, it didn't come out that way. But I think, I think we, there's no reason why we shouldn't be competitive and win that game. And they beat Arkansas um, by nine by nine or you know, eleven points. Which, um, you know, it's not they didn't blow them out. They did blow out South Carolina, but we we beat South Carolina pretty bad too. So I don't want to say. I don't want to say oh you know everybody has it wrong else she's going to else she's going to just you know rail A&M. Uh we are right now I think 14 point underdogs. But I think that I think there is definitely room for us to keep to to make this a game and you know potentially play spoiler. I hope I guess all the you know I guess most of the upper class or most people playing will have been freshmen or maybe red shirts or or sophomores. When, uh, when they, well, last time we played it, at college station and the seven overtime game that was you know terrible, I hope they all remember that and don't want to experience that again. Um, I would, I, I, I would say, a, I think A&M might be a little bit too tough for us, but I think we can at least make it a game and keep it competitive and, and really, really, you know, make, uh, make Jimbo sweat.
2: Yeah, I agree with uh, most of what you said. You can kind of say what you will about A&M as a a program and their fans and whatnot, but Kyle Field is a tough place to play uh, under full capacity, probably one of the hardest in the country. They got like 110,000 fans or something uh, with all their crazy yells and whatnot. But even at 25% capacity, it's going to be tough for a young TJ Finley to walk in there and and handle the Aggies. And Kellen Mond has not exactly had his, his Heisman season that some people were expecting last year and this year. But including played, himself yeah but he's played pretty well definitely stepped his game up and they have a really good running back and Isaiah Spiller who they kind of like to to feed the offense through they don't have really have a true number one wide receiver that I'm aware of but they like to run a lot of kind of running back like wheel routes and stuff so we'll have to see whether our defensive uh, defensive backs can handle kind of the changing in assignments there but I think yeah we do have a, a chance if I had to put the money down I think a ms probably got it but I don't really know if they're worth the number five ranking in the country, uh, to where I think LSU can can definitely put up a fight and maybe play spoiler to their playoff hopes. Um, definitely be fun to watch and be looking forward to seeing what the Tigers can do. If I mean, we could probably get stomped by Alabama and Florida if we if we win this game, I think that's a pretty big success for the rest of the season. Uh the only other thing is, like you mentioned, AM kind of hates us at this point. We're basically their, like, biggest rival in the SEC, although it's kind of weird to say. And so they would want to win this game probably more than anyone, especially last year after we thrashed them. Uh, that was the game when Joe Burrow was, like, carried off the field pretty much and was thanking the the crowd at the end. That was, like, his Heisman moment. Uh, so they're, they're going to want some revenge for that. But uh, definitely will be fun to watch, I hope. I, I think that, uh, you know –
1: I'm sorry I lost it. Never mind. Cut that out.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh yeah, Daniel, I, I think and I hope you're right that um I, I, A&M probably sees us as their biggest rival. It, it maybe could have been Alabama only because uh Johnny Football beat them that one year, but it's it's really been nothing on their side ever since. Uh but I I I'm pretty sure that A&M and their their alumni are just dying to make some plastic cups about something new. Uh, you know, I think another LSU win would probably do it for them. You know, they just, they made those cups after that one win two years ago because, you know, they were like, what, and 8 or something since entering the SEC against us. So, yeah, we were the only
2: team they hadn't beaten.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, you guys got cups. Good for you. Good for you. So I imagine they're trying to do something else like that. Uh, you know, again, it's like, I don't know, for, I guess, one game. It was – it was that game had rivalry-like uh, feelings all about it just because of the seven overtimes. You know, it set records. But then the next year, you know, kind of went back to the norm. We just – we beat the heck out of them in route to, you know, the best season in college football history and one of our other titles this century. Uh, meanwhile, for them, you know, I, I don't know. It's like they could still in this year – like they have in the last 10 or so with four or five losses. So it's just, I don't know. I, that's they're probably the most delusional fan base in the sec, in my opinion. Um, but anyway, I, I, again, it's well-documented that that Texas A&M is a cult and,
1: uh, that's (laughs) how they live. So that's fine. (laughs) Um, you know, I don't even know who is their rival really? You know we always talk about
0: Texas, Texas refuses to acknowledge them anymore.
1: I was about to say Texas won't even play them,
2: right? <laughs> nah. they're like because well, they were, they were kind of rivals when a and m was still in the big twelve, although Texas like real rival was Oklahoma, but a and m kind of was at war with Texas, and then they shipped
0: them to the SEC and they're like, all right, I guess we're here now <laughs> well, actually we we uh, we welcomed them in just so we could uh, expand the conference. I, I don't know I think it was mutually beneficial. It wasn't like, you know, we took them out of pity uh, per se. Uh, but anyway, yeah, like they don't really have, like they don't really, I guess maybe Arkansas, you know, they've had some good series, they had a good series with them. You know, like they, they played a lot in Jerry's world and Dallas. Yeah. And all those games were usually pretty good. Like one team would go out ahead and the other would come back and win. Uh, those were pretty good for a while there, but I don't know. I think the last couple of years I kind of just uh, fell apart, but uh, yeah, they're looking for us again. I guess we had a rivalry way back in the day, but, you know, LSU took care of business for eight years in a row. So it's they need to win more than one in a 10 game stretch to, you know, kind of make it a rivalry. So I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling LSU maybe has a chance. I don't know if they have a, you know, an advantage that I can really think of other than just, you know, surprising everybody. Uh, you know, playing for something that they, you know, just to play spoiler because, uh, you know, theoretically A&M has a good chance. I mean, they're not going to win the – I don't feel like they'll win the SEC West. They might have an outside chance to be – to stay number five. I don't I don't know if they'll crawl into number four. Like, they'd have to win out, and I just don't think that they could. Uh, but, like, to think that A&M would be in the playoff would just be crazy. But uh, I don't know. I feel like LSU at least has a fighter's chance to play spoiler because – a and M just always seems susceptible. You know, it's this time of year where they just start losing too. So uh, they always start out high in like an in like a lion out like a lamb type of thing. So you know I what I, I you know what I would like to I think would be
1: hilarious though, and I if, if LSU has to lose this game, then I really want this to happen. I want if LSU has to lose, then I want um I want AM to beat us. And then win win out in very convincing fashion, like I want them to blister Auburn and blister Tennessee. If the game, I guess they're postponed. So I don't know if they're even going to get the games in. I hope they do. I want them to absolutely just demolish them and look like the best team in the country and then be snubbed as the number five team <laughs> in the playoff that I would love nothing more than that. And, and we would get to watch all the A&M people make
0: cups that they can cry their tears into. Right. They're playing. uh, They're playing Cincinnati in the Music City Bowl. Yeah, they're they're going to they're going to. uh, They probably
1: go. This is kind of sad. Have you have you all noticed how? And and this I guess is just a product of the um, of the playoff thing now because, you know, whereas years ago the Sugar Bowl was a big deal, like oh you got that Sugar Bowl berth, but now the Sugar Bowl has turned into like, you know the the like first two out
2: basically. You know, well, I mean, like, it, it rotates with all the the games, the semifinals. But,
1: but don't they? I thought I thought that like the oh, I guess you're right.
0: But yeah, yeah. Like in the old format, if you uh, if you didn't win the SEC and you weren't playing for a title, uh, yeah, the Sugar Bowl was like the runner up game, at least for the SEC and or the Big Ten, I guess, because uh, they have those contracts but um now i think yeah because the playoff rotates it's like the sugar bowl could be like the the final game the college football playoff final game um but if it's not one of the four playoff or excuse me the two playoff games uh then yeah it is like a, a second place game yeah it's
2: pretty much just whichever two games are not the playoff games like they they lose some luster because the team's playing there it's like not quite good enough, except for maybe the Rose Bowl, because that kind of has its own shtick. Has that but, majesty? Yeah. Oh. yeah. But, like, if the Cotton Bowl isn't one of the semifinals and you wouldn't find yourself in the Cotton Bowl, you're like, well, this wasn't as cu- quite as good as it could have been. <laughs> or, like, or okay, wait. Maybe
1: maybe I should re- rephrase it. It's like, like, for instance, last year, the Sugar Bowl was uh, Baylor and Georgia, right? And, um, like, you had the Sugar Bowl, but then you knew – like three weeks later at the same field, the national championship was about to happen. And like, I, I feel like like when that, ha- like, I think that the, the game, the bowl game that's being played at the same place as the college football playoff final ends up being like, just, a just like a don't care game. And it's really, it really loses its luster. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Cause you're, I think, yeah, I think you're right Daniel. Cause it's just like the, the teams there are usually like, like I said, like, yeah. If you're if you're competing in the Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl, one of those games, you're going to be a pretty good team, but you just weren't good enough to make it in the playoff.
0: Right, and we're going to see some more of that, I think, this upcoming weekend. Because there's um, you know, even before we get to that point, there's a lot of good a uh, lot of good matchups to kind of finish off the season. This weekend we're looking at Notre Dame and North Carolina, which is you know is a good a good ACC showdown. Notre Dame, I think it's it's theirs to lose at the point. If they went out, I I can't imagine that they would be out of the playoffs. So that's I think that would be set and done if they were to win out. North Carolina, though, has you know shown to be a pretty tough team in the last few years. Mac Mac Brown has kind of uh, rejuvenated that program, and they're pretty solid. You know, I mean they they're not going to play for an ACC title, I don't think, uh, probably for another couple of years, but he, he's got them as a solid team and, you know, just uh, here to play knockoff. I don't know. They Maybe they're like the Auburn uh, of the ACC at this point. But um, then we also have the Iron Bowl. So I, I don't know if – I mean, Alabama kind of looks too strong, you know, to to really be able to get tripped up by Auburn like they have been, you know, in the last few years. Um I don't know though. I, it, I just I just don't see you know Bo Nicks taking down Alabama. I, I don't I don't know if it's home or away for them, but um, it's in know. Tuscaloosa. That's where it, uh, college game day is going. Yeah, I just I don't I don't see I don't see Auburn pulling it out this year like in they like they've done in the years past. But uh, you know what 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 say you guys? Do you do you see uh, kind of Auburn and Alabama taking care of business? Or excuse me, do you see? Alabama and Notre Dame taking care of business this weekend? I would say Alabama. Yeah, they're going to take care of Auburn pretty
2: handily. Uh, Notre Dame might be pretty close. People forget that North Carolina was ranked number five in the country at one point this season. Uh, so they've they've kind of fallen off a little bit, but they've got a dangerous quarterback in Sam Howell. And so they can definitely compete with the, the fighting Irish. So it'll be fun. Um, for the Louisiana listeners, you got ULM versus ULL playing this Saturday. Uh, for a game of some some local interest, and uh, other than that, not not too many marquee matchups, but uh, should be fun Saturday college football. Yeah, I think that I
1: think that um, you know Notre Dame has a lot to lose this week, this weekend, or yeah, this weekend. Um, if they if they win, then like you said, Scott, they're they're basically punched their ticket to the playoff, regardless of if they lose to Clemson in a in an ACC title or not. Um, but if they, if they lose this game, then they could easily be that one team that the team gets snubbed. You know, if they lose this game and then lose yeah. to Clemson in a, cha- in a championship, ACC championship, and Trevor Lawrence runs all over them and really makes the statement that the only reason we lost to this team was because I wasn't on the field. That spells a lot, I think, I think that spells a lot of trouble for the, uh, fighting Irish and their hopes of making a playoff. Um, and then, like you said about the Iron Bowl, yeah, I think that uh, I don't think Auburn has enough to uh, to you know overtake the Tide. We've seen it. We've seen a lot of things happen, you know, crazy in the Iron sure. Bowl, though. So sure. you never know. Can't count out Gus Malzahn and and you know what he's got going up his sleeve. But the uh, the Crimson Tide are favored by twenty four. So yeah. that's that's a bigger number than than A uh, and M's favorite against LSU. So that shows how good uh, Vegas thinks Alabama
2: is. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then one last game kind of interest for me is Ohio state's playing at Illinois. Obviously they're favored to beat Illinois by a lot. But one thing I want to see is just how much they crush the Illini by because uh, they might think they're worthy of a higher ranking than number four in the country, especially after they had a a top 10 win against Indiana last week, but uh, Indiana kept that game close. uh, Thanks to a big uh, game from their quarterback. So, Ohio State might try to flex their muscle. Justin Fields threw three picks last week. He'll try and uh, right the ship. And uh, it might be a 62 to 0 Ryan Day game. Uh, see if they can inch up the play, playoff rankings, especially because the Big Ten in general isn't lo- lo- really looking that great.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, if you beat the heck out of uh, Illinois, great. Good for you. Too little, too late. Because, like you said, the rest of the conference is kind of sagging. I mean, Penn State is what, 0 and 5? Michigan almost lost to Rutgers in double overtime. I mean, that's just, that's just crazy. Uh, I know Michigan probably not going to step away from Harbaugh at the end of this season, or even next season, but my goodness, uh, talk about That's, that's, that's a heck of a hill to die on right there. <laughs> Having Harbaugh take you to almost like your, your second worst loss to, I guess, what would you say? Appalachian state way back in the day. You know that's what got the uh, you know Lloyd Carr out, I believe, um, and yeah, just wow. That was an infamous loss. Oh People yeah, still talk about that one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's burned into their memories, I know, and, and plus the rest of college
1: football. Uh, but anyway, and that kind of made Appalachian State, you know, what they are today. That's that's the foundation yeah. for them going from, you know, a, a non FBS school to you know, kind of the, the I guess the class of the Sun Belt, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I remember they were uh, you know champ, national champions for a few years in a row in their division at the time. I think it was what was a division two, right? And so I think that's why Michigan kind of scheduled that one was to see, All right, well, you know, you guys have done well in in your league. Now you want to come play with the big boys." And I, actually LSU had them scheduled as well. I don't know if it was the exact that, like that very next year after they beat Michigan, I think it might've been two years afterwards, but they already had them in the schedule, I think, uh, or maybe they put them on the schedule after Michigan did, but like they, LSU wanted that game. They wanted that smoke, uh, but, but LSU took care of business uh, unlike Michigan. But yeah, that, that, that kind of set the whole program back. And that's why they've been coach after coach after coach. And the fact that if Harbaugh would have lost to Rutgers Oh man. Yeah. That would have just gone down as legendary. And, um, you know, don't think Ohio state fans are, haven't taken notice. So I, yeah, the big 10 doesn't have too much, too much, uh, to, to flout other than Ohio state. So I don't know how that helps their schedule because, you know, Wisconsin lost last week, Northwestern. Uh, I mean, they only scored seven points too. So, uh, Bington's not what we thought it was going to be. So, uh moving forward yeah i don't know i'd say it's um it's it's alabama and i guess notre dame's world as long as they went out everybody else it's kind of up in the air um, also up in the air i uh, wanted to touch on this because it's it it does deal with a a former tiger uh, and that would be Joey b joe burrow uh who's having, been having what i think was you know probably a really good if not great, uh, a freshman season in the NFL, I thought he would have been uh, a really good contender for rookie of the year, offensively for for the Bengals. But unfortunately, he had a uh, a pretty serious knee injury this past week. Uh, turns out he tore his his ACL, his MCL, and uh, quote unquote other unspecified knee damage. You know whatever that means. However they phrased it, uh, but basically there's there's also more wrong with his knee than. You know, is usually what is worst that could go wrong with your knee, um, but uh, you know, he's he's got a ton of support. He, um, I, I feel bad for him because he, you know, he was he was doing really well. He wasn't going to be a bust. You know, he 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 didn't have the best team around him to start with, but you know, that's where you go if you're number one quarterback in the league coming out of the draft. You don't go to the best team. So, but I feel like he he was giving him hope, and you know, then this happens. So I, I don't know. I feel like his mindset. He's going to get back to where he was as long as his you know, body is able to, uh, to match him with that. But, you know, it's just kind of, kind of sad to see, you know, just with the, the potential he had coming out of, of college and just back in basically his hometown. You know, he got drafted by his hometown team, basically. They were closest to where he grew up. And, you know, then this happened. So you just hate to see it, uh, you know, send out your, uh, our, our thoughts and prayers. But, man, uh, what, what could have been? You know, at least for this year, in in, in his rookie season. Yeah, yeah the, or go ahead, Tommy.
1: Well, I mean, I've I've had five knee surgeries, tore my ACL twice, and like anytime I see a knee injury, you know, I I kind of feel it in my own knee. But that one really, I mean, that was that was terrible. Um, you know, luckily it wasn't one of those crazy injuries where you see like you know the bone come out or anything like that. But you could just tell it was a it was not a uh, it was not a clean tear where sometimes you know especially like in basketball or whatever uh people will cut laterally and and just you know kind of nick their acl and they don't even really know they did it um that one was a you know it was a pretty nasty hit and i really hope that you know it it even pains me to to even talk about like you know oh like what's he gonna be after this like is he gonna be a bust or what what happened Uh, but because no like he he you're right scott like he played this entire his entire rookie season, like a warrior. He didn't, you know, he didn't really see, he didn't see much of a down, a uh, down, uh, downturn and he, with the amount of talent that he lost, you know, going from LSU to the Bengals, like he, he was playing with like a high school offensive line and, you know, kind of not too good receivers. You know, I guess he has, he had AJ green and, and they picked up um the guy from Clemson uh, T Higgins. But, you know, he's not playing on a very talented team and he was still able to, to, you know, play exceptionally well. I really hope that he can, uh, you know, get, get fixed up. You know, they've got the best, he'll, he'll go to probably James Andrews, the best, you know, sports medicine surgeon in in America. Um, Yeah. LSU alum, actually. Yeah. Most people don't know that. Um, But still, you know, it's going to, I, I, I know that road. I know how, how long that road can be. And I just, I hope that he, uh, I hope he comes out, you know, as close to, as close to the way he was before. Although I guess the, 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 um, you know, he might lose that mobility, but as we've seen with Tom Brady and Drew Brees, if you can throw the ball accurately and maneuver around the pocket, just enough, like he's, you know, and which, which we've seen that he can do. Um, you know, he can still have a very long and successful career in the NFL. Mm. He might, he just might not run as much as he used to.
2: Yeah. I think the initial prognosis so far is that they expect him to be healthy and ready for next season, which is a good sign given the, the damage report. And so it's going to be a long road ahead for, for Mr. Burrow, but we all wish him the best. And then like we've seen some players are never really the same after like an injury like this but others can have big recoveries like Tom Brady tore his ACL however many years ago. And he's won some super bowls after that. And like Alex Smith blew out his leg and people said he could barely even walk again. And he took NFL snaps this year. So like the medical capacity is there and hopefully we'll get to see what talent we know Joe Burrow has on the NFL field in the future.
1: Or as imagine, Daniel
2: would say, what talent Joe what
1: what you think talent Joe Burrow has? Noted Joe Burrow hater.
2: <laughs> what little talent he used to have. Um, <laughs> but uh they'll probably draft an offensive lineman in the first round, as most people have been calling for since the beginning of the season. Uh so he doesn't have a piece of Swiss cheese in front of him. Uh one thing that it kind of scares me is I wonder if the Bengals are going to take a quarterback in like the second or third round, almost like an insurance policy, especially since there's a lot of talented quarterbacks in this year's class. Or Like if Joe Burrow doesn't get back on the field, like what are we, what are we going to do here? Um, if they take another guy to kind of compete with him or, or that type of thing. But I imagine given the talent that Joe has and he'll be able to, to win that job, but wishing him all the best. Hey, just hear me out. Miles Brennan decides,
1: you know what? I'm going to enter the draft. The Bengals take Miles Brennan, and then it's LSU
2: North. <laughs> right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Max Johnson enters the transfer portal to the Bengals. <laughs>
0: right? No, I'm sure Dan, they're going to take Danielewicz off of waivers somewhere. Somebody's practice squad. No, uh, I I I don't know. I, as far as you know, whether or not the Bengals would take somebody, uh, you, you, you never know. I, I think that depends on Joe you know, how bad this injury really is and how his uh, recovery goes. Cause. I, and also you know, how
1: inept the front office that the Bengals can be, which we've seen can be highly inept.
0: Right. But yeah, like you said, you need some support, especially on his line. Uh, like that's, uh, I mean, he's been under pressure most of the year. It wasn't like the first time he's gone down. He's probably, you know, could have been injured before now, uh, give or take an inch here or there. But, uh, uh yeah i mean if they do but you have to feel you have you have to trust that joey is going to you know fight for his position back or you know it's like uh he'll enter the transfer portal of the nfl and i'm sure somebody would take uh uh, somebody would take a chance on him you know if it didn't pan out in cincinnati unless it's just something you know just like he just never fully recovers which you know i hope that not that's no one knows that's the case but i yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. I had such high hopes. For it me. really
1: is. It really is hard. It's hard to talk about. Like thinking about, you know, man, he's just.
2: It's just not fair. And the worst part about it was, it was like kind of a meaningless game against a bad team, like on a nondescript play. And like, oh, there it goes, and then like all every all the hopes and dreams are just kind of like snuffed in that second. And you're like, that's kind of the pain and joy of football. But um, maybe he can I'll recover. The one thing. Then- well, the one thing that I saw
1: that I did that did that was cool was seeing Chase Young like reach out to him. You know, I don't know if you saw like they, there was a picture of Chase Young like you know tapping one of his shoulder shoulder pads and you know being like I you know you got it, man. Because like that is kind of cool that they were you know they were both on they were both I think freshmen or no I guess Joe was a sophomore when Chase was a a, um, a freshman at Ohio State so they knew each other from then and then of course met again at the Heisman ceremony so. Um, that was cool, but yeah, it really is terrible to see.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, from every, uh, from every disappointment, from every, I guess, quote unquote tragedy, there's always a chance for redemption or, you know, you could say there's always a chance for, uh, some other, uh, person to take, make, make the most of their opportunity, uh, which, You know, in a a way, we've kind of been – we saw with the Saints, you know, because Drew Brees has been out for – he's going to be out for a couple weeks with all his rib injuries, and, um, you know, the Saints started Taysom Hill, which, you know, it's basically, you know, what what I see is what Team Tebow could have or should have been in the NFL, but I don't know. Maybe he just – he wasn't with Sean Payton, so it didn't pan out. But, uh, I mean, the – Taysom led the Saints to a, to a good division win and the the Falcons were kind of playing the upstart role but uh Taysom looked pretty good you know um that's the thing though is he, as soon as Drew Brees is healthy he's going to get his job back but uh Taysom looked the part at least for this week so i i feel like you know it's just a relation to whoever might have been behind Joe Burrow or you know like this is TJ Finley's role too like just the part of who you are, because the, the, the lead guy is, is out. So this is your time to shine. And, uh, you know, I I just hope there's a, some good parallels there. It's always good when the saints and the tigers win in the same week, but just, just kind of thought I'd draw that parallel because, uh, you know, there's, there's always a significant drop-off between Drew Brees and the next guy. And, you know, by all accounts, you'd have thought Jameis Winston might've been the, you know, the, the backup, the guy they would have started, but they went with Taysom and, and He delivered, so uh, j- just go with that. I hope I hope the Tigers take the same approach. You know, um, yeah, was- I, I like Taysom Hill. He's, he's fun to watch, and you
1: know, he obviously he's willing to do whatever it takes for the for the you know for the Saints. He'll play. They always, you know, it's kind of cliche at this point, but he they call him the Swiss Army Knife or whatever. So he'll play special teams. He'll play quarterback, wide receiver, fullback, tailback, <laughs>
0: yeah, hatchback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly uh, so uh, I don't know that's the pretty much covered everything that uh, that we kind of wanted to talk about. Was there something else that you guys saw this week something something else you wanted to toss out there before we uh, we maybe uh, start to wrap it up?
2: That was pretty much it. I just had one little uh, correction the LSU men's hoops team tips off this week. Uh, we discussed our schedule last week, but they actually changed it. So they were supposed to play in this tournament in uh, uh, Lincoln, Missouri? Nebraska. Nebraska, no, Lincoln, right? Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Lincoln, Nebraska in the golden window tournament, but they have opted out of that and are now playing at the Billiken classic in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, so they're, they're going to tip off the season against the prestigious Southern Illinois university Edwardsville on Thanksgiving. So I'll probably not be watching that one. And then on Saturday, they actually they play St. Louis university. Who's actually pretty good at basketball. And they haven't said what time or if it's on TV. And then they have their first home game on Monday against Southeastern Louisiana. So uh, that's, we'll see what the, uh, we'll have a little bit of of hoops action for you next time. Hmm. Yep. The
0: Duncan Tigs are back. Yeah. Was that just a better tournament? I mean, they both, it seemed like a lateral move to me. Like what's the, why, why did they switch? Did they say?
2: I, not that I saw in this article, I believe they were supposed to play St. Louis in the original tournament. Maybe St. Louis was like, nah, we're just going to do our own thing. And LSU was like, all right, that's fine with us too. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what happened there, but if there was any COVID situation or or what, but um, they'll be fine. Yeah. I think given the choice, I'd rather
1: go to St. Louis than Lincoln, Nebraska too. So maybe it's just that.
0: Yeah.
2: I would, as, I would agree. That's two Lincoln mentions between that and Lincoln Riley. Oh, Handsome coach, not so handsome town.
0: <laughs> but I think that's it. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, Tommy, any final thoughts before we head out? Looking forward to this AM game? Uh, final thoughts? Well, uh,
1: just a little life update. Um, it's been a big week for cooking for me. Made a gumbo on on Saturday. We'll just, just smoked a turkey on the big green egg now and then. I will be using that turkey to make a jambalaya for the AM game. So that's Ooh. what's going on in my life. Um, all are all
2: all listeners are invited so to to eat. So come if you find my house, I'll give you food. Very good. Uh good episode 69, very nice episode.
0: Uh best of Thanksgiving to both of y'all. <laughs> Thank you. And likewise, nice. Tommy, I wish I could get some of that uh that that jump that turkey jambalaya door dashed over, but that's we're talking a couple. we're talking like a time zone, a few states. That's that's too far. If I was there though, I would I would definitely consider it. Um it's been a while since I've had a nice smoked turkey. I think we're gonna do a nice basted one. I, I'm dying to to fry one, but I think we're gonna go healthy this year inside the oven. But um, yeah, I hope all, all you listeners out there have a, a good and safe Thanksgiving, and you're uh, you're able to just relax and watch these Tigers take care of the the Aggies in College Station, and uh, you can watch some other games. Um, I know the those fateful Cowboys are probably playing on uh, on Thanksgiving as usual, but um, I, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Sorry to say, uh, but. Um, there, there will be plenty of football on this weekend, so enjoy it. Stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Takes.